there's so many things with owning your own salon, whether you own the building or rent it, that you don't even realize. No. It's not fancy. It's not all cute. And if you don't have things in place, you'll be shut down. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. Have you ever seen the TikToks or the Instagram reels when it's a, a, a person walks in, it's a salon owner walks in, she's like, what I thought being a salon owner would be like. And she walks in and she's like full on dress. She's got her like mm-hmm. coffee in her hand and her laptop and everybody like worships her as she walks in. And then yeah. it's like what it actually looks like. And she's got like sweat dripping down her face. She's scrubbing toilets and like <laughs> trying to like run around and do all these things. And it's like what the perception is so off. And I can absolutely relate to that because- yes. I am telling you, I have felt that in my life. I'm like, I'm going to be like the bougiest salon owner. And here I am like walking in my biker shorts. I'm like, who needs me to plunge a toilet? I'm ready. I am (laughs) ready for it. So So true. It is. I think it'd be so fun to talk about today. (laughs) Like these, these things that have happened to us as salon owners that were unexpected really threw us for a loop for sure and maybe what we thought it was going to be like yeah and what it actually is okay all right you start since you seem to have a lot of memories of this i have some but you need to jog my memory so let's go i have a lot of feelings on this okay, okay. so when i opened my first salon um the sydney co we took an 1860s building so we're going to just start with this an okay. 1860s building yeah and needed to completely gut it to flip it into a salon um so you know again i'm thinking i i remember i got my whole my family we do all the work my dad does this kind of stuff and so i get my family and friends i'm like guys we can do this like this is going to be great you know and like we get in there. I'm like, it's easy work. All we got to do is do some floors and paint some things. So I'll never forget. Like, this is just at the very beginning. This is just mm-hmm. day, like day three. <laughs> I, I come up with the idea that there's like all this plaster on the wall and I want to take the plaster off the wall and expose the brick. Okay. okay? Right. Yeah. Seem, seems like if like you ever watched HGTV and that's not how it goes. Right. Right. No. <laughs> so instead of like hiring someone to do this, I bring in all my friends. I'm like, we're going to do it, Abby. This was the most horrific experience of my life. I'm pretty sure I lost five years doing this. Number one, the plaster is like three inches thick, okay? And you're trying to get it off the walls with these like jackhammer things. And literally, I look around at my friends. You can't even see anybody's faces because they're head to toe covered in dust. (laughs) And we should have had gas masks on or any type of mask. We had nothing. And I'm just like, we're inhaling mold, I'm sure, and just like dying of fumes and destruction. And then I look around and it's like the whole floor of this 2,500 square foot building is covered in debris to the point where like you can't even walk around. It was that much debris. So we ended up having to hire two men in a truck to come. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Get the debris. Now, here's the best part. These two guys show up. They probably have no idea what they're getting themselves into. They don't have a (laughs) shovel. They don't have a bucket. Because they're like a moving company. They're not <laughs> like, I don't know if it's a national thing, but they're a moving company. Like you hire them to move you. <laughs> yeah. Little yeah. did they know they were hired as a demo team. For- <laughs> they're like, <laughs> what is happening? We're like, yeah, no, we need you to move this, right? Don't you move <laughs> stuff? Like move it out of here. 
<laughs> do you still do free haircuts for all those people that helped you? Oh my gosh. Yes. For life? Yes. Yes. I yes. mean, they still talk about it to this day. They're like, literally, Kelsey. And that was only one thing that we did. They were, I mean, my, I have the world's best friends and my family is just incredible. And they, they rally behind me every single time. But that was just one instance. That it was like, okay, I think, I think I owe them big and I think they hate me. I mean, yes. literally you could touch your hair and it was like stuck to your, like the plaster was stuck in your scalp. Right. Well, like, and I think that that's so true. Like if you do go to open a salon or when people open their own um, studio suite or something like that, and maybe that's not, I don't know. Mine was kind of rough too, studio suite, but yeah, you just think, oh, I'm just, you, you, back then we would do our Pinterest boards and you'd get everything planned and how cute and pretty it was going to be. And Oh my gosh, no. And and I yeah. we did a huge overhaul on the building that we bought. It's been like eight years eight years now. Yes. And um dumped a ton of money into renovating it. And still to this day, my salon still has the original 1994 floors in them. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. Because and, and they're terrible. They definitely need replaced. It's happening. I just need to make that work in the budget. But um there was so much we had to do that I had yeah, to keep the floors because they were in good shape when we bought the building eight years ago. Yeah. And, but I still have 1994, you know, that like yellowy orangey Oak. Oh, love it. Ugh, ugh. It makes every hair picture look orange. Yeah. We have, we, when we were doing the boutique and we pulled up five layers of carpet, we found underneath the original hardwood floors. Oh, that's cool. And I wanted to restore them. And again, here's another thing. Like we couldn't get all the glue off of them, no matter what we use. Like we tried to sand it down, nothing. So we had to go around with like, you know, those two inch razor blades mm, and oh. scrape up the yes. glue with the two yeah. inch razor blade. It took days. So, oh my you know, th that's just like the beginning of mm -hmm. the things that have gone wrong as a hairstylist, you know, or as a salon owner. Um, in my life. So, um, do you, <laughs> I have another, I have another great story here. You go for another one and then I have some too. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one just happened recently. Okay. This is great. Was it you getting bit by a raccoon? No. Okay. <laughs> she has this. Okay. People, she has this raccoon story that she has like teased to me twice about getting cornering a raccoon and getting bit by it. And every time I tell her, I'm like, well, how did this happen? She just says it's a long story and she won't tell me the story. <laughs> so she's not going to tell that either because it has nothing to do with the messy hairstylist, but I, I mean, it, maybe it does. Maybe it does because <laughs> the messy hairstylist got bit by a raccoon. No, it didn't break skin. I didn't have to get a tetanus shot. But that was my first question. You don't corner a wild animal because <laughs> it will bite you. No, I wasn't drinking. There's nothing like that. Maybe I that's the nest, friendly the next, raccoon. Maybe that's our next messy hairstylist after dark. Yes. Oh podcast. Okay. All right. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. So this just happened recently. Okay. Now you got to imagine this, right? Okay. I have a busy salon of of stylists. We are, I mean, full capacity this day. All of us are in there. There's six stylists. We all have clients. It's like there's a lot going on. And I'm I'm just minding my own business, blow drying my hair. And one of the stylists comes out and she goes, Um, we don't have any water. No. I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. And she was like, vital. <laughs> The water just turned off when I was shampooing my client. She's got lightener in her hair. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, what is happening? Why don't we have any water? Okay. I can't believe I'm telling this story. So 
I literally, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, I go outside. I like, I don't know what I'm like frantic. We got like 12 people that need to be ranch. I, I, ran, outside. I, I ran outside. <laughs> I ran outside. And there's the the water company. This guy's out there in the oh, okay. water truck. And okay. he was like, I, I, you didn't pay your water bill. I turned the water off. I was like, what do no. you mean I didn't pay the water off bill? No. Yes. Oh, no. So this is so great. So I have, I, um, with, you know, with a boutique and the salon are connected. Okay. And so I, I, one of my really good friends opened the boutique with me and then she, I bought her out, but I hire her. She's like, a, is a independent contractor to like, she runs all the back end stuff for the boutique, like all the sales and everything. But anyway, she pays all the bills and she has everything on an auto draft, but the water. Okay. And she's moving in the middle of moving and it's been really chaotic for her. This is not throwing you under the bus if you're listening, by the way, my friend. And so anyways, <laughs> So I call her immediately. I'm like, did you pay the water bill? She was like, I think so. I think so. I know I paid the water bill. And the guy's like, she didn't pay the water bill. Oh, and I'm no. like, Meanwhile, everybody inside and I'm like about to cry. I am going to cry. So she's like frantically trying to hop online. The guy's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like the water's been shut off. I'm like, how quickly can you get the water back on? Like in minutes, like right now. And he was like, if she pays it, I can. And I'm like, pay the bill, pay the bill. Right. So finally he's like, is she really going to pay it? I'm like, I swear to God, she's paying it right now. He goes in and turns it back on. So I walk a shame back into the salon. And at this point, (laughs) Or was like, what happened? I'm like, oh, there was a um, scheduled maintenance that we missed. And <laughs> yeah, because you don't want like clients and everyone to hear we just didn't pay our water bill. Or like all of America that I'm oh. listening to right now, right? <laughs> That's like, true. Yeah. <laughs> You're fessing up now. It was so funny, though. I mean, honestly, it's just like little things like that that just like get away from you that you know, it was so, it was like embarrassing at the time, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like that could happen to like anybody. Like it is, it For is sure. what it is. And it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a it's financial life circumstance. Thing. It just went through the cracks. Yes. Yes. Well, I have, uh, this happened just not too long ago, uh, this summer. I, um, I, we had to have this like testing done on this water stuff at the salon. And then the next week I have we have a full building and a, a finished basement and the basement in the nineties was carpeted. All around the hot water heaters, all this stuff. So there is water in the basement. This carpet is soaked and I'm trying to figure out what it is. So I'm trying to get someone to come out to fix it. And they're like, well, we can't come and look at it until next week. Okay, fine. So then I go to um, look at it and see if it stopped. And then I realized it's my hot water heater just leaking and dumping water out. I'm like, okay, everything was still working. And I come into work one morning. It's a Friday morning. I'm shampooing my first client. Ice cold. No. Ice cold. Yeah. We have a salon full of clients and there is zero water. Well, it's cold. And my sweet clients, they're like, it's okay. You can, if, if you can still do my hair, you can just shampoo me cold. They don't care. They were like, yeah. they were so willing to still get their hair color done and have ice cold water on their hair. And what turned up was out of nowhere, I had to spend $1,200 and get a whole new hot water heater. And Mm. it was, yeah, not what I expected when I first opened a salon many years ago, thinking, you know, I knew I'd have expenses of owning a building, but not like that. You'd have to be so ready to think on your feet, especially if a salon full of stylists that are renting from you. When you have clients coming in and all these different things happening, you can't just say, oh, well, sorry. We're shutting nope. down for the same, day. Same, same thing happened to us. Hot, weed, hot water heater to the point where, 
and it had gone out. It was going out. Like we knew it was a small tank. There was too much water coming out. We were like rationing hot water. It would be like, do not rinse your bowls in hot water. Do not run the washing machine on hot water. Like we couldn't, like we were rationing hot water. I'd be like, rinse faster. No, 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 no. Like we need hot water for the next person. And, you know, I was going to switch to a tank, like a tankless water heater or heat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, tankless. yeah. And so the guys came out to look at it. They're like, okay, so we need to shut the salon down for three days because we have to. I'm like, that can't happen. So I like called my dad crying. I'm like, dad, he's like, let's go to Menards. So we go to Menards <laughs> and him and my husband went and installed this water heater on their own on a casual Sunday just because. Wow. Like, Good for yeah. them. Yes. Because I was having a nervous breakdown about the hot water. I love that. Yeah. You but like, it. those are like the little things that you you just don't really even think about that that are going to happen. Okay. Here's another good one. Here's a good story. Okay. So, you know, you go through all your initial inspections as you're like opening a salon and they they come through and they're like, you know, just checking everything off their list and everything was great. Well, about a year later in comes the fire inspector. Okay. And I see, I see the the fire inspector because I'm in the very back. Okay. And I see him up front and he was like, comes and I'm like, oh no, but I'm thinking everything's fine. He's like, where's your fire extinguisher? Uh Oh yeah. He's the fire extinguisher. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, I have one. I have a fire extinguisher. Okay. I have one. And he is like, okay, well then find it. So I'm like, at this point, I know I don't have a fire extinguisher. I don't know why I don't have a fire extinguisher. So immediately I call my stepmom who lives at this point. They were, we had just like opened this on. They had lived in like a, I guess it wasn't just open the salon, but they lived downtown while we were building out the salon downtown Delaware. And so they lived in an apartment right behind it. And I call her. I'm like, this is an emergency. I need you to find a fire extinguisher in your home and bring it to the salon and stealthily put it in a closet. Oh, no. So uh, you can hear her running down the alley. I'm like, you have no time, no time. So she's running down this alleyway. And I'm I'm in the basement this for like five minutes pretending to search for a fire extinguisher that I know doesn't exist while the fire inspector is standing upstairs. Okay. <laughs> and really, like right there, it should have been a huge red flag. Like if there's a fire, you shouldn't have to be searching for a fire extinguisher. Like it, that should be readily available. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, once I know she's put the fire extinguisher where it should be, I like walk up. I'm like, oh, I know where it is. Wow. Let me get it from the closet. So I walk into the closet. I grab the fire extinguisher. I hand it to him. He goes, this is expired. (laughs) He was like, okay, so here's the thing. You need to have a not expired fire extinguisher somewhere where you know it is. I was like, okay. Don't take it. Yes, thank you. That's so true, though. There's so many things when you own a salon that you don't realize that you have to do. And that's one of them. Like, I have to have um, the fire extinguisher company come and inspect and put a tag on my fire extinguishers in the salon. They have to be in certain spots every single year. Um, Then the fire marshal comes every year just to reinspect the building. And Mm -hmm. one time there was a whole controversy of they, they were trying to tell me my stairwell that is going upstairs wasn't to code. I'm like, I didn't build this. This has been built since 1994. And now it's a problem. Well, it was a guy that said that. So then the old guy who actually liked my salon manager at the time, he, he let it pass. So that, that helped. But also I have someone from the sewer company that has to come and count my toilets every year. 
oh. count the toilets. Yeah. There's so many things with owning your own salon, whether you own the building or rent it, that you don't even realize. No. It's not fancy. It's not all cute. And if you don't have things in place, you'll be shut down. You will. I, I have a couple of girlfriends who are thinking about opening a salon and they're like, well, what do you think? I'm like, great idea. But mm. you need to be prepared for these, the thing, be prepared for the un prepared. Yeah. Like anything yeah. that you, Murphy's law, it's probably going to happen as you're trying yeah. to open a salon. And, and you're going to learn as, along the way. Yes. And sure. as much as you can plan and as much as you can think like, okay, I, you know, I've got this in line. I've got this in line. I've got my Pinterest board all set up. My business plan is ready to go. It's the little things that will get you. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. We had, so again, a, an old building. Um, We, every time we'd run a blow dryer, the elect the the breakers would blow. Yep. Like I, so. Yeah. We would like two people would be running a blow dryer and like a breaker would blow. And I'm like, gosh, like what is happening now? And you know, you got a, again a salon full of people who are expecting they pay rent, they want things to work, but it's not. So then we had to replace the whole electrical panel, which is mm-hmm. expensive. Expensive. And to yeah. this day, there's one wall that. Both blow dryers cannot be running on the same yeah. wall at the same time. So one of us has to unplug and like plug it in on the side of our client yes. to like get it to work. I love that you're sharing that because when you have other employees or renters, man, everything does need to work, but mm-hmm. not everything does work. And when it stops working in that moment, um, you know, your employees or your renters, they can get really upset. Yeah. But it's like, we need, hopefully, you know, my goal is to just have people in my salon who are flexible and give moments like that grace because like it, that stuff happens. Like whether you own it yourself or you rent or you're an employee, like that's what it is. We had the same thing. There was one time we couldn't have certain blows dryers going the first couple of years I owned the building. And then if the hooded dryer got turned on, we're done. And it would keep popping, keep popping, keep popping. And like, I could see the frustration. I'm like, guys, we got to get through this today until I can get an electrician to come in and it's fixed now. We don't have that problem anymore, but um, that is the tough stuff in dealing That's with like salon stuff. ownership issues and then managing people owning the salon and then also knowing what, how to market the salon and to grow the bit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so much. All the things that are the pretty part of being a salon owner. They mean nothing. No, <laughs> they mean not. I mean, it's like, it's so, it's so easy to get caught up in that. Like, oh my gosh, it'd be so fun to like do this and I'm going to promote like this and I'm going mm-hmm. to carry this kind of stuff and have this type of aesthetic and all these mm-hmm. nice beverages. Well, what happens when Culligan forgets to deliver your water? Yeah. Let me tell you. And yeah. you're out, you know, and then everybody's looking at you like, where's the water? You're like, let me door dash some bottles real fast. Oh yeah. I've totally done that. Totally. Yes. It's just constant. It's constant. Um, I always tell people like, they're like, what What do you do for a living? I'm like, I put out fires. No, I'm not a fireman. No, I'm not. <laughs> Thank God you aren't because I don't think they'd hire you after that. Right. That, that moment. I don't have an active fire extinguisher, but right. I, all my, most of my life is putting out little fires just constantly, constantly, yeah. constantly. And having the ability to not lose my, mm-hmm. I want to say shit, but I'm going to do it. Lose my crap. Yeah. Well, you just said it. (laughs) I did lose my shit in the process. It's just like, yeah, this is happening. And and most of the time I'm pretty, I'm pretty capable of like keeping a smile on my face. Like, well, this happened. We'll fix it. You know, um, I think that that is the key as being a salon owner and a leader. Like when things do go wrong and people are getting upset and irritated around you, 
people, I've had people say to me like, oh my gosh, like you handled that so well. I'm like, I, I know it looks like that, but I'm stressed and I'm worried and I don't want anyone to be upset that this broke in the salon or I didn't have this or I dropped the ball here or there. And um, I take it very hard when those it's things a lot of go wrong and I can't um, find a remedy right away. And, um, but I have to give myself grace. And if someone else isn't, then so be it. I'm yeah. trying my best and I'm not, you know, you can tr- plan for everything, but that stuff pops up where now your water doesn't work. Your electricity doesn't work. You forgot to pay the, a bill, whatever it is, that stuff happens. And yeah. that's what salon ownership is really. It's running a business. And then on top of it, you have to have all the things to have this wonderful, beautiful salon that puts out great work. And it is a tall order to keep it all together. It's a lot of pressure. And I know that there are, I'm sure listeners out there who can relate to this topic and be like, yeah, yes, yesterday, you know, I had to deal with this and Mm -hmm. every day is a new adventure in salon ownership. And it's just, a, you know, I think a lot of salons fail and a lot of uh, owners fail because they aren't able to keep the keep it in mind that these things are happening to everybody. It's not just you. These little things are happening to everybody. And this mm-hmm. is just part of life. Yeah. And not to blame yourself for what's happening, not to get overwhelmed in the situation, but instead realize that this is just part of your experience and part of your journey and just to keep pushing forward. Yeah, because once that stuff happens to you, like then you know how to take action quickly. Like when my hot water heater breaks, or like I now have the my go-to electrician, my go-to plumbers. Like I have all that kind of stuff. And so it is learning. It sucks. And you might let people down in the process, but um, that's why it's important to build a good team and have good support systems around you. And don't let it deter you from owning right. a salon. Just well, know that it's not all the pretty things. And ultimately... If you're letting a stylist down because your hot water heater broke and it's not your fault, then it might not be the right stylist. That's for very the situation. true. That's so, very true. Like you said, it's all about building the right team of people around you who are flexible and understanding as long as you are continuing to work hard to keep the space beautiful and functional. Yes. Love that. <laughs>